Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their Elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at it on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Look, y'all know we harp on it a lot. You need a good pair of binos. Yeah, I never hunted with binos until I was almost into my 20s. I never did it when I was a teenager or anything like that. Or when I was a kid, we never had binos. And when I bought my first pair of Vortex binos, the first binos I ever purchased back in like 2015, it immediately made a huge difference for me, especially in the turkey woods. So give yourself the advantage of a good pair of binos this spring, whether you're looking for more of like an entry-level bino like the Vortex Diamondbacks or something really, really nice like the Razors. Vortex is going to have something for you. And hey, don't pay full price for it. Use our discount code at eurooptic.com. Use the code SGN10 to get a discount on any Vortex optics that you want to order. Again, that's eurooptic.com, code SGN10 to go get a discount on any Vortex product you order. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the Eco Wild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. All right, guys. And first on the line, we have our buddy Billy Edwards on from Tennessee. Billy, how are you doing today? I'm great. How about you, Jeff? Doing excellent, man. I appreciate you making some time for us today. But let's jump straight into this yeah, report. No uh, you know, this is getting to a great time of the year, uh, you know, starting to get to, you know, later in October. It's getting, things are starting to get excited uh, in our in our neck of the woods. But, you know, up until this point, you said you hunted quite a bit before we started recording. Uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about the deer activity you've been seeing up until this point and how it's changed maybe in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think the bucks are... So they're still staying on the bed till close to dark. I mean, but there are those days where they get up a little early, and you know, you, you watch Dan, and you know some of those other guys, Cody DeQuisto, 
you know, I, I kind of follow those guys and kind of try to put some of their tactic, tactics into play here in Tennessee. Sometimes it's hard, but anyway, as far as book, book uh, movement goes, there, there are days that they get up early, and I'm not sure. Sometimes maybe it's the moon, sometimes definitely a cold front. Uh, you know, you just have to you have to be there. That's all there is to it. Yeah, exactly, and I agree. I kind of know the same thing uh, lately in the last couple of days. But, you know, up until this point, you know, how is your acorn crop uh, in your area look like along with the soft mass in your area? Uh, the, the acorns, persimmons, all that, I mean, they're they're just loaded this year, and the, which is great for the deer. But for us, I mean, the deer are just so scattered out that it's really hard to pinpoint where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like – I feel like it seems like to me that – the deer kind of work on one tree until it's finished and then they go to the next, you know, so there's no telling where they're going to be from one day to the next. And also just to kind of get the, uh, the listeners an idea of what part of the state you're from. Can you give us a little idea, uh, just kind of region of the state that you kind of live and hunt in? Um, I was raised up in Humphreys County and I've always hunted there, but I live in Benton County now, which, uh, the line, the, the West Tennessee, middle, middle Tennessee line goes right between Benton and Humphreys County. So, uh, right around middle and west Tennessee both. Okay, perfect. Well, you know, again, with your experience of being out in the woods, you know, quite a bit this season, you know, are the bucks right now, are they still grouped up or are they starting to separate pretty heavily? Uh, they're starting to separate pretty good. I mean, I, I've not seen two together in quite some time. I mean, you might see some small bucks grouped up together, milling around or whatever. In fact, I, the most of the small bucks that I see are usually tailed up behind the doe lately in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, one thing that we saw in our last hunt as well. We had a little group of a little batch of group of bucks. They were all year and a half year olds, and uh, they just want to spar around and freaking cause a bunch of ruckus and everything. Uh, but it's right. but it's also I've heard the same thing. You know, some of the more mature bucks they've already split up and they're kind of doing their own thing right now. But you know, right now, what kind of buck activity are you seeing when it comes to scrapes, rubs, any kind of sparring going on? This what are you seeing right now in the woods? I mean, I haven't actually witnessed any sparring or fighting yet or heard it, but now as far as scrapes and rubs go, I mean, my woods are just eat up with it. I mean, you can't walk 100 yards without finding a rub somewhere. Mm-hmm. Big, small, I mean, you know, that goes in depth, but I'm seeing a lot of rubs and scrapes too. I mean, I think, uh, you know, around late September or so when they started to get the idea to split up, maybe, uh, I mean, I don't know what it's actually called, but I call it territory scrapes. You know, they're small, like the size of a basketball. You know, and they only get hit once or twice a week, maybe sometimes once every two weeks. But it seems like those particular scrapes that I found early are just getting bigger and bigger, and they'll probably transition over into rut scrapes, I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in your neck of the woods, with your experience hunting there for a while, you know, what does the fawn recruitment look like for this year compared to years past? I think we have a lot of fawns. I mean, a lot think they've done really well but we also work on the predators too you know mm-hmm. and so, you know uh, well I was, i'm sorry go ahead go well, ahead now it's cool well the one thing i was going to say is you know that's that's kind of been my what i've noticed over in my neck of the woods as well around the nashville area this is a ton of fawns but then again you hear guys from like south tennessee they say the total opposite they're like man you know freaking i've only seen two fawns on camera the whole year or like well, on the farm or whatever uh so it's amazing again how much that can change just depending on your region of the state now, yeah, well, I mean, also kind of going forward, you know, you kind of hit on, you know, the acorn crop was pretty heavy this year along with persimmons, but, you speaking know. Of, speaking of farms, you know, honestly, I'm starting to see them split off from the does right now. 
And I don't know if that's because the Bucks are coming into play or maybe it's just that time or, or what the deal is, but I'm starting to see a lot of farms grouped up by themselves, no no mother around at all. Hmm. Well, that's something kind of good to go forward with. I show you where we are in, you know, starting to get to that pre-rut stage. Uh, but, you know, you hit on, you know, acorn crop was good this year along with persimmons. You know, how did the rainfall affect all that? I mean, did you all have a pretty good amount of rainfall and moisture this uh, this summer? I'm literally standing up under a lean-to watching it rain right now. I mean, it seems <laughs> like it's rained every other day since July or August, you know. All right, well, that, that's uh, awesome. Well, one other thing I want to touch on real quick, and then we'll wrap this up, is, you know, kind of talk to us about what is your, your late October tactics, especially when you have a buck or some of the bucks that you know of in that area. How, how are you targeting those animals, and how are you going about trying to hunt them at this time of the year? Oh, goodness, that's so complex. I mean, again, you know, you watch Dan and, and Cody DeQuisto and the Dreary sometimes, and they all have such different approaches. And... uh I think your area has a lot to do with that. I mean, they hunt those areas with a high buck density, you know, where there's a lot of bucks and they really have to compete for that area. Whereas here in Tennessee, I don't think we have quite as many bucks as they do, regardless of age, class, or size, or all that. I just don't think we have as many bucks as they do. So personally, you know, of course, the cold fronts, the rain, you know, before the rain, right after the rain, uh, you know, I tried still hunting through some public bedding, no luck with that. You know how that goes, but you burn a bridge like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the moon, of course. I mean, I guess the biggest thing is you're not going to kill them from home. I mean, always play wise with the wind and low impact entry. I mean, and hanging hunt, I mean, just it's, it's brutal almost. I mean, it's, it's almost like a second job because there's so much that goes into it. Yeah. I mean, I, I rarely. I rarely set the same place. You know, if I set once somewhere, it's probably two or three weeks before I even go back to that place. So there's a constant planning. There's constant looking at the weather, studying on X. I mean, just constant, constant work involved with it. Uh, as far as tactic goes, it's just, I think there's as much luck goes into it as anything. Yeah, and I can agree with that. I mean, it's all about being in the right place at the right time and just hope everything comes together. Uh, and that, that's one thing that, you know, we definitely, you know, notice, uh, especially when you're hunting public land. I mean, it's, it's one thing when you're hunting maybe a little family farm or you got a lease land, it was only you and maybe one other person that right. might be hunting it. But when you're hunting public land, man, it's a, it's a different game for sure. You know, and I have some public land. I have three public places that, that I can go that hold some pretty good deer usually. But I kind of think I'm, 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 I'm telling myself that I'm holding out for the rut because I don't want to burn them up before then. But honestly, I'm kind of digging this public thing. I mean, there's a whole new dimension of challenge with it. That just just another way to hone your skills, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the adversity that comes with that. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen on public. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Billy, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, this was a great, great uh, interview for Tennessee. Uh, hope you have great uh, luck this season, and we'll definitely stay in touch. Probably have you back on a little later in the season just to see how everything's played out for you and to see what you've changed, especially come that late November time frame, okay? Gotcha. All right, man. I appreciate it. All right, guys. And next on the line, we have Adam Woods from South Carolina. Adam, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing excellent, man. I appreciate you making some time for us. But let's jump straight into this interview. Uh, before we get started, though, kind of talk to us real briefly on just what region of South Carolina do you live and hunt in? I'm hunting in the uh, southeastern part of South Carolina, all the way way down to the tip. 
All right, perfect. Well, let's get jump straight into this. Now, you know, up until this point of the season, you know, what has the deer activity been like for you in your area? Um, it's actually been, in my opinion, maybe just a little bit slow. Um, you know, I, I feel like in years past, I've seen a lot more deer than I have you know, at this point in time, but um, it's picking up. I think the cooler, cooler weather, it's, it's been a little warm, um, and I think this, this cool snap that we've got coming here will have them moving a lot better than what they've been. All right, and, you know, what did the acorn crop turn out like uh, for this year where you're at along with, like, your persimmons and your muscadines? Um, the acorns have been, um, I'd say, about average. Um, about on par with what they usually are. And uh, probably persimmons and some crab apple trees and all up on there are probably a better crop than, you know, what they have been in the past. All right. And, you know, up until this point, do you think the bucks, the bucks right now in your area still grouped up or they have they already separated? I think about uh, two weeks ago they were probably still grouped up. And uh, I think they're starting to, starting to really split off now. I think the full moon we had was yesterday. Um, I think after this full moon the next day or two, three days, you know, it, it should be on fire. They'll start splitting up real hard, be chasing hard. And again, up until this point, you know, what kind of buck activity have you been seeing when it comes to scrapes, rubs, possibly any kind of sparring? You know, what have you witnessed so far the, this season? Um, well, see, I hunt on public land. And uh, in years past, uh, only places that I hunt, you would be pretty tore up. You see a lot of rubs, grapes. And uh, this year, uh, the buck signs been hard to find, hard to come by. I mean, at, uh, places that's normally tore up, you know, uh, this year, uh, haven't seen a lot of signs, so it's kind of got me wondering, you know, what's going on. But I kind of feel like it's because they really haven't got super active yet. But since then, you know, it's 85, 90 degrees every day instead of cooler. Now, I, I got just a random question to ask you that I didn't have written down already. But when does your rut normally hit in, in your region? Oh, wow, it could be generally anywhere from, you know, the middle of October to the middle of November. Um, I mean, it can. A lot of this kind of depends on, you know, different properties, different areas that you're on. I mean, the rut can generally last a while, you know, from pre-rut, rut to post-rut. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, another question I want to ask you is, you know, this year, how does the fawn recruitment looking like for this year compared to years past? Um, I would say probably going to be about average, you know, um, I, I honestly, uh, I hadn't really, I mean, I, I saw two fawns with a doe the other day, and uh, I saw two on um, a weekend of an earlier hunt, so I mean, I feel like it's probably pretty good, you know, maybe a little above average, average. All right, and another question i got to ask you is this, you know, up until this point of the year, you know, how has, or first of all, how much rain have y'all had, and has that affected you and your hunting at all? Um, our rain's really been, um, you know, normal. I wouldn't say been above or below average. It's been about, you know, the same as it usually always is. Uh, I don't feel like it's affected anything really. I think everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of wrap this up, you know, kind of talk to us real briefly on what is your late October tactic right now if you're trying to target, you know, especially if you're trying to target like a buck maybe, uh, especially if you're doing public land, whether you're running trail cameras or not, just what are you looking for right now this time of the year to help you try to find and locate those deer? Um, mainly what I focus on is going to be bedding areas or areas that bucks are going to bed. And, um, you know, I'll try to catch them 
slipping back to that bed in the morning or catch them coming from that bed, you know, later in the afternoon. So the closer I can get to above the bed without slipping, you know, I feel like the better chances I have of seeing that deer in daylight. Um, you know, I had a, a hunt a um, weekend or two ago where I was hunting probably within 200 yards of a buck's bed, and he, he put the slip on me, and um, he got he, came, he popped out. He was 30 yards, and I just I couldn't move. I, I you know he, he was just kind of not really heavy fed, but kind of could tell something was just a little funny. And when he finally started, you know, meandering around, I was able to stand up, get my bow, and um, I was able to shoot at him at 40 yards with the string caught my sleeve and I shot right under him and he kind of didn't spook real bad he kind of loped off and uh, so far I haven't seen him again yet so hmm. maybe I get another opportunity <laughs> yeah no that's tough I mean that's tough especially in public land I've done it before uh, missed opportunity at a deer about 130 inch buck in Alabama a couple years ago had him at 25 yards and um, just in my, my situation was trying to squeeze it between had a sapling that was in between me and him uh, I was about five yards from him and try to squeeze it between two of the two of the branches and nicked a branch and it shot right underneath him. So uh, been there, done that, yeah, dude. But awesome. Well, hey, Adam, I appreciate you, man, making some time for us this evening. Um, definitely a good report from your area, especially kind of seeing what the public land's like down there. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on later this season to try to see how your season uh, unraveled, man. So good luck. All right. I appreciate it. Good talking with you. All right, guys. And next on the line, we have our buddy, Oh, Cy Collion, uh, to wrap up this buck report coming in from Alabama. Cy, how you doing today? Doing good, buddy. How are you? Doing excellent, man. Uh, Cy, for anyone that doesn't know you, kind of give us a little uh, background of what region of Alabama do you live and hunt in, uh, just to give people an idea of uh, just where you're at. I'm in central Alabama. I am probably 10 minutes uh, north of Lake Martin, and uh, it's in you know, eclectic Alabama, but it's, it's very central. I know a lot of people call central Alabama up there, you know, near Verbena and, and Clanton and all that, but uh, we're probably 30 minutes, 45 minutes uh, south of them. So. Oh, man, man, when I, I lived in Alabaster, man. We call Birmingham and Alabaster central Alabama. I don't know what you're talking about. You're south Alabama. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, the community that's like 10 minutes up the road from, well, not even that, uh, it's called Central. That's what it, Central Schoolhouse and everything. So we think we're Central. Y'all think we're Central. <laughs> we'll have to we'll, we'll have to play some card games or fight over it one day. There you go. There you go. We'll have to, we'll have to work it out. All right, no problem, man. Well, let's jump straight into this uh, this report. Uh, you know, Alabama season's uh, just been in for I guess going on. What's it been? A, a week? Uh, Ten days? A week. Monday. Okay, perfect. So, you know, with all that being said, I know you've been running trail cameras. You know, what activity have you been seeing up until this point, both while hunting and also what are you seeing on trail camera? Um, most, and, and normally it's crazy on our place, probably 90% of the deer I've ever killed in our place, and I've been hunting it for four, uh, four years now. Uh, oh, well, excuse me, three. It's all in the afternoons. There's not much morning there's not much morning activity at all. Like I think I've probably got 10 pictures in the morning of, of deer during the daytime. Now there's some that are, you know, three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, but most of it's in the afternoons. Um, and probably for the last three weeks, 
most of my bucks are coming in at uh, six thirty in the afternoon. Right, I mean you're right there at dark, um, and basically, you know, it's, it's you know, like see on TV, the does come in just a little bit earlier than that, and then the bucks are, you know, they're right there, right at dark. All right. Well, you know, in your area, from what you've seen so far, you know, how's the acorn crop been for this season, along with your soft masses like your persimmons, your muscadines? Um, the acorns, they're they're about normal as they usually are. You know, um, there's one or two trees that really put off hard. Now the persimmons, I noticed a huge change in those. In fact, one of the uh, persimmon trees that's in front of one of my stands, I I took a picture of it last year. And there was one persimmon on the tree. This year, it's loaded down, and all all the ones around my house, I mean, they're absolutely loaded. And the, the deer, the deer have actually been eating on them for a couple of weeks now. Well, that's that's good news. I mean, that's very similar to what we've seen up in Tennessee as well. Now, also in your area, you know, are the bucks right now? Are they still grouped up from what your trail cameras are, are telling you and what you've seen in person, or are they starting to split up right now? Um, the the bucks, they're still they're still together. Now I have noticed this. I had a group of three that were they were hanging out together, and there's two of them that still stick together no matter what. And then there's a there's a third one. He's a he's a bigger, more mature deer. He's actually kind of breaking off. You know, he he's not he's not with them sometimes. Sometimes he's with them and he's thirty minutes behind them. Um, so I think he's, he's starting to break off cause he's a more dominant buck. And I've also noticed a couple more of my, my groups are breaking up, but there's still some that are staying together. And also in your area, you know, what buck activity have you seen at all, uh, up until this point, you know, are you seeing any kind of scrapes opening up? Are you seeing any kind of rubs? I mean, what, what are you seeing right now, uh, as of, since the season started? Well, last week I seen, a, I, I did see a rub. Um, but of course, you gotta you know kind of factor into that. That's that may be a buck rubbing his velvet off. Because um, I I had I had a deer on camera last week that still had velvet on. Um, but I did find a scrape yesterday morning. There was actually two side by side, and they were they were fairly fresh. Um, but you know I don't I don't know if that's really right now if that's just community scrape. Because um, definitely I mean. In my region, and far from you know being any kind of really rut activity, um, but I think there, you know, it could be it could be that dominant buck trying to go ahead and mark his territory and saying, you know, you know, this is this is going to be my my domain, um, so to speak. So that that that's what I'm I'm thinking it is. Yeah, that, that's one cool thing about that central and, and also you know South Alabama is just how late that velvet does come off those deer. I mean, there's guys. You know, middle October, like you said, up until you know last week, that still had bucks with velvet on on, on camera, uh, which is pretty crazy because up here in Tennessee, I mean, these these deer have you know shed velvet since pretty much you know first and second week of September. Uh, so it's kind of cool how everything changes like that. But kind of get back to the questions, not try to get too off topic. You know, what does the fauna recruitment look like for your area, especially like your farm and everything around there, uh, from what you've seen this year? Um, actually, I have seen a decrease in phones and it, usually we have one or two does that have twins and there's two does that i know of that that have singles and i, ha- I hadn't really seen any 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 other phones normally we're you know we have a good bit of phones and 
I'm actually seeing, I'm not seeing as many does. Now I've got, um, right behind my house, I have a camera and I think I had nine does in one picture. Um, and I don't know if it's just, if they're just staying there and I'm not seeing them throughout the, the, the rest of the place, but just not a lot of, not a lot of phones. And in that group of nine does, there's two phones. Oh, wow. Um, and I could probably tell you why, um, opening day, uh, opening afternoon, I missed a coyote. And then the, uh, same day that I missed that doe, I missed a coyote that afternoon too. Um, so I've seen within the first couple of days, not even a week, I've already done seen two coyotes in a season where normally I may, I may see one coyote the whole year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and they're and I, they're showing up on my trail cameras left and right too. So there's definitely gonna have to gonna have to manage those predators because I think that's why we're not seeing phones. Maybe they've killed them or you know that's that's the only logic reason. Reason. Yeah, exactly. Now you know another thing. You know, have have y'all had much rain or moisture up until this point of the year? And again, has that affected uh, you know your habitat at all uh, from what's been going on this summer? We've actually been uh, we've we've had fairly decent amount of rain, um, and uh, it's I think it I think it affected those uh, the persimmon the soft soft fruit um, because like I said last year the hardly none of the trees were really putting them off and this year they're I mean all over a place at my house my in laws house um, they're, they're really the tree the persimmon trees have put off more than probably than I've seen the whole time I've been living there. So, Well, that's awesome. Now, kind of talk to us real, real briefly to wrap up this report on, you know, what is your early season tactic right now? What are you focusing in on on your property? And, again, how are you trying to go about executing that for right now? Well, what I've been doing, basic, basically uh, all the areas I've been hunting, I've been trying to catch these deer because where, where they're going from bedding to feeding, from feeding to bedding, um, and a lot of our places is, is you know three four year old cutover, mm-hmm. and I just try to get in you know places where they had logging roads or you know and somewhere where they've got a tree that I can I can put a lock on in or climber and kind of get in between those areas and and like I said catch those deer going back and forth. That, right now, any your, your bucks. It's, or you know does all year you can kind of go off of there off off what they're eating there's you know their feeding times and your bucks right now that's, re- that's really where you got a good chance of killing a good one is is you know catching them on the feeding um end of it and if you can just pattern them and figure out when they're coming through there and where they're crossing that it, it gives you a lot better chance and and it and you just got to be there too that's been my problem i haven't been there when they've been there so far so yeah, like uh, like um, I can't remember if it was Adam on this episode or, or Billy was saying, you know, kill you can't kill him from the couch, man. You got to be out there. So every free chance you get, uh, you know, you got to get out there and make it happen. That's one thing I've been oh, trying. Yeah. I've been trying to do, and it's it's worked so far for me. But man, it's uh, it's just one of those times, especially you know Alabama dude. Early season Alabama hunting is brutal <laughs> it's, oh, a, yeah, it's it's, it's rough. <laughs> it is not fun i mean i think i was talking to andrew and he was saying you know temperatures down there you know you know if you're lucky right now you know mid 70s low 70s right now right up here and up here around nashville you know the last two weeks our highs have been like 63 degrees lows in the in the upper 40s or 50s man it's been phenomenal <laughs> hey we've 
we've that uh, cold front come through um, Saturday, and we've been down in the um, probably the highs in in the 60 to 70, and uh, you know, two or two or three mornings in a row there, it was like 42, 45, Ooh, yeah. and just chilly. I mean, it was. I had to, I had to put my uh, insulated boots on one morning, man. You know, you know, it's getting chilly when you have to break these out. And I said, I've never worn these in the first week of the season ever, and to, until this year. Yeah, I was gonna say that's when you got calling to work. Hey, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna be in for a day or two. Uh, oh, I, I took the, <laughs> I, I worked half days that first week, and man, I wish I could, I wish I could have it back now when it's actually cold. But the, the other thing, this moon has got them, has got them all pretty much at night. This past, past three. Three days, most of my most of my activities have been either right at dark or just completely in the dark. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, perfect. Well, Simon, man, we appreciate you coming on for this week. We'll definitely uh, stay in touch with you throughout the season, have you back on just to see how your season progresses. So, uh, good luck this season, brother. Y'all too, man. Look, last summer, y'all heard us talk a bunch about the Mobile Hunters Expo. It was an incredible event. A bunch of you guys came out to meet us. We got to talk to, I don't even know how many listeners. If you heard all that last year and you were like, dang, that sounded cool, I should have went to that. Here's your chance. You need to make it to this one. It's June 28th through June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. All right, giving you a heads up here, so go ahead and mark it on your calendar. June 28th through June 30th, Dalton, Georgia is going to be the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. We're going to be there. A bunch of our past podcast guests are going to be there. There's going to be seminars. All of the mobile hunting companies are going to be there for you to try out gear before you buy it. It's like the one event of the year where all of the the like the mobile hunter ecosystem just kind of congregates in one place. And Chris and Josh and the guys have done an absolutely phenomenal job putting this thing together over the last couple years. And it keeps getting better every year. So like I said, make sure you come see us. We're going to have a gigantic stack of free stickers to give away to every listener that stops by the booth. And we're going to have merch there to purchase. We're going to be recording podcasts, shooting videos, all kinds of stuff. So like I said, don't miss it. You can head on over to the mobilehuntersexpo.com to look at show schedules and dates and go ahead and grab your tickets. So y'all go check it out at the mobilehuntersexpo.com.